knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So continuing on on our Argentinian Go Hunt series, that uh, all we're doing is providing you information to hopefully inspire you to go hunt. I wanted to get Kelly and Brian on from Rolling Bones Outdoors. You can just Google Rolling Bones Outdoors and you'll get their website. And you can get on Instagram and social and you'll find them. But they're just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Argentina. And I just wanted people to understand, again, a little bit more about what's available down south. It's a super easy flight, overnight flight. Get there, you can hunt a bunch of different things. And unlike here in the United States, it's one of the few places like Africa that you can just go hunt. You can hunt stag, you can hunt buffalo, you can hunt blackbuck, you can hunt axis deer, you can whatever is your fancy and obviously your wallet can take, you can hunt it. So here's just a short, sharp, 30 minute conversation, get you inspired to go hunt in Argentina. So enjoy. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is, <laughs> does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Mm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a, a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. So listen, um, Kelly, I know we have your boss on here, okay? So I need you to be like just open and, and, and fun-filled and not take everything he's about to say as seriously <laughs> as you just did. Roger okay? that. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. I, I, I think that we have a little bit backwards, though. Um, she's usually the boss, um, and then Sophie... Our applications manager is the boss, and then my wife is our COO, so she's usually the boss. So I'm really good at taking instructions, mm. um, you know. So I'm I'm good. So they use they don't ever hold back at the office. So I don't know why she would not. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate you both jumping on here. Um, 
And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted you guys on here, you know, we want to encourage people to go hunt, essentially. We want people to, you know better than anyone, Kelly, when it comes to access, tag allotments, preference point creep is a reality in, in most of the states in, in the U.S., that there's phenomenal opportunities to go hunt all over the world that people just may not know about, right? Absolutely. A ton of opportunity. Tons of opportunity. Species that people don't even think about. Exactly. Exactly. And so I want to have this podcast specifically because you guys at Rolling Bones Outfitters, right? Yep. That's us. You're not technically outfitters. <laughs> no, we, we, we usually, we usually, we went by a few names, Rolling Bones Outfitters, but Rolling Bones Outdoors or Rolling Bones is um, what we're probably more branded as simply because we're not outfitters, but we do know the outfitting business second mm -hmm. to none. We have 11 years of vetting outfitters all over the world. And I think, awesome. it, I think it's good for your listeners to understand that too, as um, that is a huge part of our origin, how we started, right? Um, is that uh, we started as hunters saying there had to be a better way to do this and a better way to get people into um, that space. And what I love about what you're doing and why I think this is so good for people to hear is because there's people hunting all over the world, but we want to expose a new audience to the service, the access, the value, and the education that you guys provide and that we provide to help people go have that first adventure. Because I do remember the first time I went overseas or to another continent and went, holy smokes, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, the, the key point here is that you guys are almost, I think a better term is agent, right? You're an agent to like help someone go somewhere. Absolutely. Yep. And you're not an outfitter because that gets a little it gets a little political, right? Like, oh Robbie, you're a favorite you favorited this guy or you favorited that guy or whatnot. And um so Kelly, maybe a, a very basic question here is like why would anyone use a rolling bones type company to get a hunt why don't they just go to the outfitter why don't they just google argentina red stag hunting and find someone and go i'm gonna book through them really good question well there are a lot of outfitters with the biggest animals with the best hunt and when you google it whoever pays the most money ends up on top whether that's the best hunt or not so Brian and Brad and a lot involved in our company in the last 10 years, like you said, have gone to these camps. We have a really strenuous vetting program where we we talk to the outfitter. I spend countless hours with the outfitter. Um, Brian and Brad go and hunt. Um, I go to some camps. Sophie goes to some camps. Somebody in our office goes and visits so that when we represent this outfitter, when we represent this hunt, we know that we're sending our client to what they see on that page. If you look at some outfitter um, websites, they're not updated very often. So mm. using a service like Rolling Bones Outdoors, we're current, we're always updating our catalog. And then, you know, as we were talking earlier, talking about logistics. So it's all fun and exciting to think about hunting Russian snow sheep, but how do you get there? How do you get your animal back? Mm. Okay, we need to take a helicopter. You know, there's a lot of logistics that using 
um, you know, an, an agency like us, we help line that up for you. There's a lot of, a lot of things you wouldn't think about. I, I would also add to that. I, I would add, I would add a couple things and it's not necessarily the outfitters fault when I say this, but an outfitter has the inventory he or she has. And then, and that's it, right, Robbie? So if I'm going to go sell you a hunt and I'm said outfitter, you know, I'm mm -hmm. XYZ outfitter and I have six stag hunts and, um, for, I don't know, you know, whatever, um, chamois hunts. And that's what I have. I have to get those 10 hunts sold. And if you're looking for them, I'm going to tell you what I want you to hear or what you need to hear to book a hunt with me. And when mm -hmm. you have a service like ours and what Kelly provides, what we've done is we've built a unique website for every hunt. So it goes from an overview to a hunt experience, to the gear, and then to the media. So we have four silos, and inside those silos, each one of those silos of information breaks it down to menu, lodging, um, logistics, travel, physical condition. So now what happens is we can pare this down and peel all these layers away, find out what that individual is looking for, and we're not trying to sell the six stag hunts that we have. We're trying to find the right stag hunt for Robbie today. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. But, Kelly, that sounds more expensive than if I would go to just a straight outfitter and buy a it's stag not. hunt. Nope. Same price. Our prices match. Really? How is that possible? Um we work um with our with our partners, with our outfitters on pricing. Um and we're a very transparent company. We actually have software on the back end. They can go in, they have access at, access at every time. It shows what the client paid. We have a commission, um, what we collect on mm -hmm. there and what goes straight to our outfitter, what is left to be paid. Mm -hmm. Um so there's no it's full, fully transparent. And so, mm -hmm. because you're, you're absolutely right. Um, people might think that a service like this might be more expensive, but, but those right. prices, as soon as they get their outfitter contact after booking and they, they spend some time on the web, looking at their outfitters website, if they have one, um, they're going to find those prices are exactly the same. Brian, Kelly mentioned something that I think a lot of people forget about, which is likely one of the most important things at the on the back end is is the animal itself coming home is that something that the an agent like rolling board bones outdoors and other agents you guys help the client through that process and make sure that that trophy comes home or is he just left high and dry once the, the hunt's you know, over? that's a really good point really good point and um i it so the outfitter traditionally needs hunters hunters need a outfitter and then what you're saying is something that's forgotten a lot of times when you go to google when you just pick an outfitter which is where is your resource as a hunter in expediting the animal back into the country the travel logistics mm -hmm. of the hides the trophy handling all that so what we have is we have all those relationships with importers 
and safety lockers and the the you know because some of these things have seasoning periods they have to get into um you know with an exporter they have to come through customs they need to be registered they have to be sealed they need a CITES permit and not all animals but some do but you don't want to find out that the one you have is the one that needs all that and it gets confiscated after you just went halfway mm-hmm. around the world and got your, you know, mm-hmm. and had this amazing adventure and you have this trophy that doesn't represent a dead animal. It represents a harvest of and a, you know, I guess, climax of that adventure. You know what I'm saying? And so we absolutely help with all that. Great question. Right, right, right. So let's talk about places to go hunt. And, and you know, one of the, we're really on the, on this sort of go hunt theme we really want to focus on two countries and those countries are specific um are going to be argentina and new zealand specifically because those seem to be the last two countries that have emerged from the last two years of covid essentially so kelly give us some logistics like can people get into argentina pretty easily right now can they get into new zealand what are the latest latest like Joe Blow wants to go hunt in New Zealand and Argentina. Does he need to be tested for COVID? Because that's the number one question. Do I need to be vaxxed? Right. You know, I'm not going to swear on this podcast, <laughs> but, you know, screw that. I, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm right. an anti-vaxxer and I want to go hunt. So can they, they can. go hunt? Yep. Argentina, um, you do not need a vaccination. And New Zealand, you do not need a vaccination. You do not need proof of negative test either. So that, that's quite new for New Zealand, um, and Argentina lifted a while ago. We've got multiple camps in both countries, um, and we've had hunters in both already that are not vaccinated. What about coming home? Do, they, do you need negative COVID tests to come in back into nope, the country? No, do not. So easy, back to normal, back to everything squared away from a Absolutely. travel perspective, huh? Everything is ready to go. Um, you know, we just, we had a discussion earlier about Canada. It seems that all these countries are following suit, which is great news for those who are, were either, um, worried about travel or, um, you know, didn't want to participate in the vaccine. Um, now it's open. Now we can go. There are incredible animals that have not been hunted for several years. I think a lot of people have seen that on social media, especially in Canada, um, so, you know, we've got camps in Argentina, same story, giant stag. People often think of only New Zealand for stag, but you can get giant stag free range or estate in Argentina, giants. Um, for a, a much more, for a hunter who's got maybe a smaller budget, but wants that same experience mm-hmm. going dar- during the roar and hunting giant stag, that is available in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just in Spain. Uh, like two weeks ago and the raw was just kicking on in Spain and I was in this huge estate home. We were, were doing a documentary about the proof of what happens when a hunting ban gets put in place. And this estate has like more oh, three and a half thousand deer because they haven't been able to hunt them wow. in two years. Um, still can't hunt them, but they were roaring. And it was the first time I've actually been around stags roaring. And I had to, we had the windows open and the doors open because there's no, this is old school, no air conditioning in the state. So you let the cool air in. I had to put my <laughs> earplugs in. 
because the thing would roar every five minutes all night long. Anyway, side note, side note. So Kelly, how do we get? How do people get to um, Argentina? Let's just start with Argentina. We'll we'll talk about New Zealand afterwards, but let's just focus everything from now on for the next twenty minutes or so on Argentina. How do people get there? Is it fairly easy to get there? Nonstop flight. Yep. So good question. Brian and I can pair up and, and answer this together. So yeah. um, we've got some really great partners, um, U.S.-based partners, and we've got some partners that are that are down there um, year-round. So what we do when we work with those partners is we establish a travel itinerary. Um, depending on what your species of interest is, whether you're going for a dove hunt, you're doing um, a duck hunt and dorado fishing, you're doing stag, you're doing um, estate, um, they've got water buffalo in Argentina. Um, so depending on where you're hunting or what you're hunting is going to depend on what major airport you're going to fly into. Now, we have a lot of camps in Argentina that are set up very similar to Spain, where you stay in um, more of a, an estate style lodging, um, amazing cooking, five-star lodging, five-star meals. And so they have a lot of arrangements for you to pick you up from the airport. Often it's a you know hour, two-hour drive to where you're hunting. Um, but that all those logistics of, of getting to and from is completely arranged with myself and the outfitter. So we've got, we've got mm. five guys um, going to Argentina for the roar this year. That's going to be in April. Um, we've already got all their travel logistics lined up. They're going to fly here. Um, they're going to, they're going to hunt stag and they're going to go to a different camp to hunt dove. So those travel logistics of, mm. of what camp they need to get to and where they need to go next and where they need to fly out of, um, is all the logistics that I work with them on. And Brian's been several times. Brian. Yeah. So Brian, what are the, you're typically going to fly into Buenos yeah, Aires, right? Yeah. So, so I guess coming from the U S you're going to fly into Buenos Aires coming from Europe, um, anywhere over there. Uh, Buenos Aires is where you're going to land at. Uh, the thing that, that people need to understand about Argentina, Paraguay, Chile, Patagonia, that whole area, is that it's more European-influenced than Latino-influenced, the culture. Does that make sense? So Buenos Aires is absolutely a beautiful town. And there's, there's more to do there than just hunt. So I always encourage people to take a day or two on the inside because they got a city center that is just it's 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 a culture it, it mecca. It's amazing. So I, I guess I'm, mm. I'm I'm now I'm being a little. You're asking me to. I'm giving you my biased opinion based on having been there. Um, but it, the thing about Argentina that's really super easy is getting your own firearm in there. So from from a rifleman's perspective going to argentina taking your own guns even if you want to take a shotgun and a rifle because you're going to go do some perdiz or paloma or polto hunting which is dove duck and quail and you wanted to go do that um it, it there's just a lot there and as kelly stated it's very uh um there's it's like spain in the fact that they have these large estates and castles and uh, um, it's amazing. The food, the culture, the wine, the hunting. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say the heck with America. But when you go down there, you go. Mm, I didn't have to draw a tag. I'm spending the same money, 
and, 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 and. There's a lot of ands that you can add to a hunt like that. So, Kelly, from a, 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 a cost perspective, let's just say someone, maybe before I get to the cost perspective, what are, what are the typical things people like to hunt? We know they like to go dove hunting. We know ducks, you know, ducks maybe not as, as, as popular as doves. But the big game species, like what's available on the ground? In yeah, Argentina? so red stag um, is very popular. We also have black buck. Um, a lot of people are used to seeing those or hunting those in Texas. Um, we have fallow deer. We have water buffalo. Um, we have hog. So we have a lot of species. Axis, right? Yep, Axis too, well. right? We've got... A lot of species yeah. um, at certain camps. And then, like I was saying before, if you wanted to do more of a, a free-range hunt versus an estate hunt, um, certain camps are going to have certain free-range species versus estate species. I will stay, say, though, on an estate-style Argentina hunt, um, I just talked to a hunter who was over there. He still hiked about 25 well, miles in four I, days on a Yeah, state I would say sometimes hunt. estate hunts, so people have this I, I know persona that, you know, it's a, or this it's a, uh, um, preconceived notion maybe controversial, that it's a maybe canned that's not the hunt, correct it's term, not a but it's a, it's a hot topic. And you know, so they go, oh, it's an estate hunt. I'm going to go over, I'm going to drive around in a semi-Kwanzai Jeep type vehicle. Uh, they're going to show me 14 animals. I'm going to pick the one I like. I'm going to shoot it. And it's like shooting mm -hmm. something out of a, you know, out of a pen. And that's, that is not accurate. That is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth um, with these type of estate hunts. They also have, and not to, um, they also have large pumas. Um, they have giant pumas in Argentina. Um, some of the largest in the world, and they're just amazing. And uh, and that hunt is a very proper hunt. I would say Argentina, and I know you're going to ask this in a second, Robbie, because hmm. you alluded to it a little earlier, but value-wise, Argentina might be the best opportunity we have and the biggest adventure from a travel perspective, fun, amazing and it really is as easy. It's probably mm. as easy, if not easier, to get into with your rifle as California. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's an overnight flight, right? It's not. There's no jet lag associated with it. You get on at night, you have a meal, you have your red wine, you fall asleep. If you can f fall asleep on planes, I have no problems falling asleep on planes. You wake up in the morning and you're there. That's such a huge point, Robbie, because... As Kelly was saying, it's like, so you got this, all this hunting opportunity and you really do, you leave out of Miami or Atlanta. And like you said, you get on there, you have the dinner, you watch a movie, you have two glasses of red wine. I have no problem falling asleep on an airplane either. You sleep for five, six hours, you wake up and voila, away you go. You, you know, no jet lag, no nothing. It's, it's amazing. So somebody wants to go stag hunting. Okay, they're hearing this and they're like, damn, I want to go. That's like elk hunting, man. It's like same scenario, same bodied animal. They don't bugle, they roar, which, you know, I've never been in the bugle woods, but the roaring was amazing. What are we looking at here? Let me, I want a breakdown of like, how much is this costing someone? You know, flights are probably, you know, typical overseas flights are about a thousand, thousand two hundred bucks. Um, what are, what are we talking about in terms of just a nice management red stag? How many days that we're, are we hunting? 
So for a five-day, fully guided, one-on-one, so I know people are used to, you know, two hunters, one guide scenario. This is going to be one hunter, one guide um, for not one, but two two stags. You can hunt a Mm -hmm. state stag in Argentina for Mm $4,800. Holy shit. I'm not supposed to swear on this podcast. Can I can I give you my credit card details exactly. over the phone right now? And, uh, and a trophy stag, if you wanted to get the biggest stag you could find for so up to 14 points, um, you're looking at only adding twenty six hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's going to be African style, right? Argentina, Brian. Like you're almost like, hey, I'm going down there to shoot a stag. You pay for your stag, you get there, and then you see a black buck. You're like, huh? Can I shoot that? They're like, heck yeah, you can shoot that. And I think that's the beauty about these kinds of countries, just like Africa, just like New Zealand, in that you almost, you get to, you get to hunt. So if you, you, you don't know what you're going to come across, you don't know if you're going to come across a fellow, you don't know if you're going to come across a boar, you're not going to, you don't know. And in the moment you're hunting and you're like, oh, I can hunt that if I wanted to. Yeah, you have to pay a little bit more. You have to pay for the, the animal. Exactly, which can. is really not much of an option in Western hunting. You have to draw your deer tag and mm-hmm. your elk tag. You know, you can draw a combo tag in Montana and hunt both, but there's not really a lot of places stateside where you can see an animal and say, "I want to, I want to hunt that," and you know, you drew that tag in addition to what you've already have in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Brian, so 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 let's let's just touch on that topic real quick. I book a hunt to Colorado and I'm going to go elk hunting and I'm going to go to Jurassic Park and hear them screaming like you did hearing them roar. Right. And, uh, um, so I booked it in there and here comes a coyote. Here comes a black bear. Here comes a mule deer. Here comes a whitetail. No, that's a three-year draw. No, that's a two-year draw. No, you had to have a fur bearer's license for that. No, 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 no. So you're really not hunting to what you said, Robbie. You're exactly right. You don't get to just go hunting. And um, mm-hmm. and that's where it's absolutely genius. And I, I wanted to add something because you had such a good question about pricing. I just looked it up while we were talking on my Delta app. And you can fly if on the same dates those guys are going in. If I booked a hunt right now to go with them, um, I could go Comfort Plus, which reclines and has plenty of legroom for you to sleep. Okay, and that's a seventeen hundred dollar flight. So let me let's do the mm. math. You add that to forty eight hundred bucks for two uh, stags. Forty eight plus uh, seventeen is what uh, sixty. Uh, seven sixty four hundred bucks, right? My dad, right? Mm-hmm. Sixty four hundred bucks, sixty five hundred bucks. You can't sixty five. You don't have any elk hunts for sixty five hundred right now. I can't get you an elk mm-hmm. hunt, a good elk hunt. I can't get for sixty five hundred bucks. Plus, if you're if you're on the east coast to get to Colorado nowadays, it's probably seven hundred bucks for flying, eight hundred bucks right. to fly. <laughs> right, that's such a great point. So now you got seventy four, seventy five hundred bucks into um, to going elk hunting, and uh, yeah, man, I tell you what, and they got giant black buck. It's funny you mentioned black buck because I want to go kill a black buck. Mm-hmm. So 
do people target the raw? Because it's interesting. One of the things that I noticed, I've been to Argentina. I've been once. I went hunting water buffalo. Amazing hunt. I actually went the third week of July. And we were the first hunters in camp for six weeks. They hadn't had hunters in camp for six weeks because everyone targeted the raw. I get it, right? I get it because I heard it. It's bugling and it's craziness and it's just a bunch of action. But if you want to go hunt a stag out of the raw and be by yourself, have the entire lodge to yourself, you probably also, again, I'm not in the outfitting business and in the agency business, but you may get even a better deal if you're like, hey, I'll come middle of July. I know you haven't had any guests for four weeks. Um... You may also get a better deal on the other animals that you want to take because they know they're not going to take it. Nobody else is coming to hunt that year. Um, but you can do absolutely. that too, right? Yep, absolutely. So we, we work with um, our partners all over the world on an opportunity like that. Um, maybe a, a quote-unquote slower time or not as popular time to book doesn't mean that the hunting is any, any less successful. Maybe you're not chasing the roar, but those animals aren't going anywhere, you know? So absolutely mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, have you hunted out of the roar down in I Argentina? I have not hunted. I have not hunted the roar. And I have not hunted out of the, I have hunted out of the roar, but I've not hunted in the roar. So mm. I'm I'm looking mm. forward to the roar. Um I've hunted I've hunted elk here. I just got done with a 14 days of hunting in the Black Hills of South Dakota once in a lifetime tag. I, t- I put a tag on uh, a bull elk on Saturday and he was fighting with another bull elk when I shot him. And, uh, um, it's like Jurassic park listening to those things, mm-hmm. bugle and scream. And mm-hmm. so I can't even imagine the roar. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Another good friend of mine, um, out of South Dakota also got his once in a lifetime Black Hills, South Dakota elk tag. And he tagged oh, elk too. What's his name? His name's Rick Hansen. Out of silverfish, South no, Dakota. Out of spearfish, and he's—I know yeah. Rick super well, and uh, um, I would see him on going up on the mountain in the morning. And Rick, yeah, yes, and sir. he actually tagged you on your stuff. I was wondering um, how you knew Rick, and uh, I know I know Rick really well. And so, yes, Rick is uh, um, Rick's a good man. Big yeah, shout yeah, out! We to met Rick. at he's a, t- a hard hunter and yeah. just a humble, great servant of people. He's a great person great individual i think you know he followed us he's been following us for quite some time and then i met him at tack at big sky and most as you said most gracious individual you can find and then met his entire crew and it was just just fast friends right away so anyway anyway so argentina I, i would highly recommend everybody um if you're looking to hunt elk like conditions can't afford elk um want to have an adventure it's a simple adventure just go down oh kelly what I happened think a mount just fell yeah. off the wall <laughs> a ghost a ghost and check. rolling bones outdoors kelly's disappearing on us but yeah argentina if anybody wants to go a great adventure is to be had um easy to get to Save up, your mo- save up your money if you need to, but it is an adventure that you may not be aware of that is available. Well, the other thing real quick, Robbie, I would like to say, as I know you're closing this up, but we have what's called a help plan, hunting expedition layaway plan. 
And that plan allows them, Kelly can actually help someone budget for this. So let's say they wanted to go three years from now. We have a relationship, and I know I know a big part of what you do is try to bring people into the hunting world and have them understand it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. and uh, um and we really have that same mission. And this hunting expedition layaway plan, Kelly can for a minimal amount down secure a date, and you can start making payments, and you can see it right on your dashboard. This is proprietary stuff that we came up with with our software, and so we want to help. We want to help everybody, no matter what their economic situation is, to be able to experience this. And if somebody says, I'm going to do one big overseas, but I can't afford New Zealand, which is New Zealand's amazing. I don't want to take anything away from them. Argentina is the place to look because like she said, for 4,800, you put 500, 800 bucks down. We secure your spot. You start making payments for 24, 30 months. The next thing you know, you're there hunting and you didn't feel the five thousand dollars six thousand dollars it cost and mm-hmm. uh, um, i just mm-hmm. wanted to give that shout out and i, I also want to yeah, say like before we wrap up we really appreciate everything you're doing robbie thank you so much and uh um I, i'm just getting to understand um by following you and i just read everything on you yesterday and i'm just i'm, I'm impressed with what do you stalk <laughs> me brian i stalked you yes i did <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, look, I think if, if anybody is interested in, the, in going to Argentina, has gotten some sort of little spark inside of them, Kelly, where can they find more information about you and Rolling Bo- yeah, Bones Outdoors? Yeah, so we've got our website, rollingbones.com. We also have a social or a social media presence, Rolling Bones, um, on Instagram. Um, but and you can call us. Um, our direct line here is is six zero five six four four eight thousand. There's someone will answer a phone call. We we pride ourselves on being available. So um, we're happy to discuss any sort of option. Um, and like Brian said, awesome. look at look at what this hunter is looking for, right? Because we've got mm-hmm. lots of camps mm-hmm. with lots of different options. Mm-hmm. Well, look, let's do this again. We want to talk about New Zealand the next time we get together. Um, give people insights on what's happening in New Zealand, what to hunt in New Zealand, just as an amazing destination, a little bit trickier to get to, um, a little bit of a further journey. As you said, Brian, just it has a little bit more of an effect on the pocket. But however, there are some amazing public land opportunities in New Zealand that you can just go hunt. Um, and they, you name it, you can hunt it. And here's the other thing that we'll talk about is that there's phenomenal conservation organizations operating in New Zealand in catchments that if you're not interested in going to hunt quote unquote, a trophy, but you really are interested in a different kind of adventure, we can hook you into conservation organizations that will fly you into the backcountry, into a chalet. Uh, you go hunt seeker. You may come across a trophy seeker. It's called hunting for a reason, but you'll take out one or two does or hinds. You'll fish for amazing rainbow trout. You'll trap stoats and hedgehogs and cats and rats. You'll be a part of the conservation mission of New Zealand and have an amazing, amazing hunting adventure. Hey, you know what I just did? I just sold the next Rolling Bones New Zealand adventure to <laughs> go on go. the website. <laughs> I love, love it. it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Brian. 
amazing. Thank you so much for joining us out of your vehicle, Kelly. Uh, always a pleasure to see you. Um, you're always so put together when I see you. Uh, so thank you for, Absolutely. for being Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Good night. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.